0: Welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, a.k.a. Creston Woods, and today with me we have a special guest. We have chiropractor, but mostly known as the witch doctor or magic man. Um, this guy, he he does incredible work. Uh, he's came in and done some uh, showcases for us, and uh, it's just been a phenomenal just getting to meet him and know him. and uh, I've actually heard about him in my past, like when I was in high school. So... Now it's good to actually go full circle and bring him on the podcast. So we got John Porman. Welcome to the podcast, brother.
1: Great. Thanks for having me,
0: man. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your story. Like, where did you start in like the health and fitness world and like, why did you choose chiropractor? And let's get into some of those crazy stuff that you did. Wow. That's, that's a
1: long story. Yeah,
0: uh, I know. It's a good I, story, but it's a long story. So I was in college.
1: I was a freshman, had a recruiter come through for the Marine Corps. I was like, wow, this guy's really squared away. I want to, I want to you know get to know this guy and be like this guy's little guy been running marathons and triathlons like Iron Man stuff like that I'm like this guy's so squared away jacked and uh super athletic and stuff and so I said like, I want to check out what this guy's like guy starts talking like wow this guy was just commanded uh authority he was a captain and so got into the program uh long story short is I'm in I'm in uh pilot training and I almost crashed one day and uh I go to my flight surgeon who's a medical doctor, but he's also a pilot so he understands the rigors of it. Yeah. And he says, uh, all right, well, two things. Uh, you, you need to, one, find a chiropractor. I'm like, dude, time out there. Quacks. <laughs> I've been to them. They haven't helped me. I've had a bad back for a while, but, you know, uh, I, I never told the Marine Corps that. And so he uh, says, all right, well, the other thing, you should start riding your bike. He goes, I used to be a pro cyclist. We'll come to find out, he he won the Red Zinger, which then became the Course Classic out in Colorado when he was like 17 years old. Oh, right?
0: so he's a different kind of biker. Oh, that's not
1: that's not no, the same no, guy. He was a different yeah. cat, man. <laughs> and so, uh, so I got yeah, whatever. So I start riding my bike. Six months later, I go to this race in New Orleans, my first race ever. I lapped the field twice. Guy comes up to me after the race, and I crashed. That's the other thing. I crashed after the first time I (laughs) laughed him because it was in downtown New Orleans, and it started to rain, hit a manhole cover. I'm like, oh, I'm done, you know. I get up going, oh, mate, I hydroplane the whole way.
0: I'm good. Yeah. Laugh
1: him again, win the race. So, guy comes (laughs) up, see, I'd love to ride for my team. I go, dude, I don't even live close to you guys. This is New Orleans. I live in Pensacola, Florida. It's like three and a half hours away. Yeah. No big deal. We drive through there all the time. I go, well, the other thing is, some days I can ride five hours. He goes, great. And I go, yeah, but other days I ride five minutes. I have to take a volume and I go back to bed. He goes, well, why would it happen to you? I said, I, I got this bad back. He goes, oh, my God, I got this great chiropractor for you. I go, yeah, time out, dude. Not, <laughs> yeah, it, not a chiro guy. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> that's funny. No, well, most of the Saints players see him. And I went, like, oh, wait a minute. That's what, a that guy told me to find a chiropractor that pro athletes go to because if they trust their health and they're million dollar athletes, maybe you should too. So all of a sudden I went, like, oh, wow. Okay, maybe I'll just get a chance. So I drive three and a half hours to his clinic. My wife drives and I'm laying in the back seats, so my back, I can't sit that long. And then he starts talking to me, which I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Six, seven, eight sessions later changes my life. Cause he said three things. Get off the waterbed, because I had a water bed at the time. get yeah. cracking your back. So I was doing it like fifty times a day. And uh, you know, start strengthening, you know, get off your stomach. Uh, four things, I guess. And so I'm like, all right, I I could do that. And so uh, I end up applying to chiropractic school. My wife ends up getting a job there. I mean, it just – and if I tell you all the synchronicities that have happened along the way, like, this is what I'm meant to do in this life. It's a long, gratuitous uh, route, but yet it's the way I'm supposed to be here. So that's why I love what I do.
0: It's really interesting. I mean, especially because you do hear a lot of bad things about some yeah. chiropractors, sure. right? And yeah. so, like, in that field, like – you, you're scared to go to it at the beginning because, yeah, you don't understand. Like, they don't want to crack your back. Or you don't want to break something. Well, like I've been to guys, yeah.
1: and they'd say, like, you know, first visit. I haven't even seen them yet. They haven't examined me. They're like, okay, well, here's a payment plan. Payment plan for what? Like, it's going to be five grand. You can, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, what? And this is back in the early 80s. I'm like, holy crap, dude. This is like the <laughs> house. This is my house, you know? Uh, and then none of them helped me because they never got to the root of the problem. They were trying to solve symptom relief, but that's the same as medicine in general. Yeah, um, we only not need
0: band aids. Nah, like, no, I don't want a
1: band aid. I wanted to fix the problem well the problem was I was cracking myself I was sleeping on my stomach and I was on a waterbed that was the three biggest things so the chiropractor says to me he's my mentor now he just retired last year in 2021 but he says if you don't do anything else but those three things you'll feel 50 percent better I don't even care if you come see me but I can tell you this if you're driving to come see me the only way I'll keep treating you is if you quit if you quit cracking yourself and get off your stomach I'm like what do you understand like I said do you understand how far I drive he goes I don't really care I'm like what like I'm, I'll proud of myself, pump my chest out, right? Like I'm yeah, a marine, and, my, and also, my big ego. Yeah, yeah. And i am drive three and a half hours one way to see you, right? And he goes, that lady sitting out in the front that was there before you and I, guy. He goes, she, she flies to see me from from Tennessee. I'm like, what the hell, man? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now that's funny because now it's come full circle. My like people that fly from around the world to come uh, see to you? come see me. I had a yeah. lady from Germany uh, last month. I got her and her partner coming back next month. So, oh, so yeah. cool stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so you started your practice. How long have you been practicing for? 28 years. 28 years, yeah. yeah. Feels and like I just... started yesterday, man. Well, I, I, mean, I feel I, like a kid, right? So yeah, I look yeah. in
1: the mirror and go, "Ah, oh, you're not a kid anymore. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I have the mentality of kids. I, I, I don't do real well with adults in the sense of they want to tell me how much money they make. I'm not really into that. I don't really, they're really care. You know, off, yeah, they're trying I, to show off. Yeah, what these car they got? Like... I don't really care. You know what I mean? Um, or if it's anything other than driving for excellence, you know, I'm always, yeah. I'm always striving and driving. My drive is to go towards excellence, whether it be in my practice as a father, uh, as a husband, as a friend, whatever. I'm all in the gym, you know, I'm, you, you see me in here. I'm always, that's what I'm always striving for. Yeah. It's for me too. It's, it's excellence for me, not compared to anybody else, but where I'm at. So. And
0: shooting for that excellence, you learn so much like on that path, right? And that's like why we do it, right? We continue yeah. to push ourselves further and further and then we learn more along the way. Like well, and it's that great, cool, things. right?
1: It's not, it's what you have to become. To get that end result. Yeah. It's what you have to become in the process of that, not just getting the end result. Because if you haven't had to transform in any way or overcome any hurdles to get where you got, and it was just given to you, for example, what does that really mean to you? That doesn't mean anything to you. But when you have to overcome the things to get where you are, and dude, I've overcome a lot of a lot of tragedy and a lot of heartache and a lot of garbage in my life. Um, that Other people would say were garbage that helped yeah. helped me to reveal who I am. Because the other thing I believe in, I believe in a lot of quotes and analogies and that kind of thing. But one of them is, Circumstances don't make you, circumstances reveal you. Yeah. So, in those good times or bad times, people go, Oh, well, he turned into night that's who he was to begin with whatever situation it was just brought to light who that person was that's that's the way i look at life
0: yeah and it's not about like you can go through a hard life and it's it's how you handle the hard life right it's like you could give up and then you could do that or you have a growth mindset and you change yourself and you make that motivation i mean that that thing become motivation or become the determination to move on and grow well you know you look at
1: two twins there's a story of two twin brothers that that one becomes super successful you know uh through monetary means anyway uh very successful and as in his job and everything. And the other one doesn't, he becomes a drug addict and alcoholic. And they ask them both in an interview, like, why do you think you became this way? And they both had the same answer. My father. Because their father was a drug addict and alcoholic. So why does one turn to drugs and alcohol and the other one does exactly the opposite and becomes successful in life? And it's I, I think it's about that growth mindset and that resilience. Yeah.
0: And taking ownership, right? And yeah. not and ownership. not, not and being not, the one that's blaming other people for exactly. their problems. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because at some point you become a grown-up. And so no matter what your life was like beforehand, they're still not having an impact in your life unless you want them to, right? And so yeah. you either go through personal development, you do it on your own, you do it with other people, but you do something that's going to change the, the the result of what you had in the past. You don't have to be where you came from. You can, that's up to you. You know, like I always tell people, if you like the results you're getting, then keep doing what you're doing. If you don't, then change the recipe because what you did before is just going to get you where you you are now and it's going to continue, continue to in a good way or bad way.
0: Yeah. Like the definition of insanity. Right. Exactly. Repeat, 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 Want a different outcome? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And then, uh, but I know you've been practicing for a long time because I remember back when, when I was in high school, we was on the baseball team at Marcos Iniza, yeah. and and my buddy Austin, he's got this dead <laughs> arm, right? And he doesn't know, no feeling. He doesn't know. He's like, why? I can't throw. It doesn't hurt. But like, I don't know why it's not coming out. And then he comes and sees you. And all of a sudden he's fixed in like one day. Like what what was that? And like what? Neurology. Yeah. yeah neurology. Yeah, so, so you're a big nervous system guy. Know,
1: yeah, big time nervous system because that's what controls us, right? Muscles are stupid. percent Muscles are stupid, really. You you clip the nerve from the muscle. The muscle's not going to contract. The muscle does what it's told to do, whether it be contract, relax, be tonic, be phasic, whatever it is, right? So it's told by the nervous system. So I I I dive into the nervous system control of that. Now it could come from the spine, where a lot of chiropractors say everything that you have, whether it be an organ issue comes from the spine if you have a muscle issue or a joint well, issue, it's in the nervous mind. system
0: the spine like right and they're yeah, like well, very intertwined it, is, it, yeah, it right. is
1: yeah they think it's always an adjustment right so whenever there's a one oh. cause one cure that's where i really start to back away and go nobody like mm-hmm. i don't help everybody right yet i look at things so differently you commit a little back pain is it because you have a tumor in your back is it because it's something simple like neurologically uh, is dysfunctional? Is your low back muscles over firing? Do you is, work a desk job, like you, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, what kind of shoes do you wear? Do you crack your back? Oh, yeah. Because you might not be necessarily screwed up neurologically, or you are. Um. Yeah, what's the driver? What's the deep down root cause? And it's cause they sleep on their stomach or they crack their back or they wear high heels or all those kind of things versus <laughs> come in. i give you an adjustment. You walk out the door. Like we all have heard those kind of things, um, over the years and you can't get those miraculous cures where, you know, people couldn't hear and they, you know, they had all these dysfunctions and then they're better after they go see the chiropractor. And that's great. Yet long-term care of someone that just gets cracked and what i mean by that is there's no assessment where's your back hurt a crack you there that's 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 not what i spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to learn how to do
0: yeah and then like to be honest like as a patient you don't want to just get cracked and not know what to do when you go home and how right. do you re-injure this how do you you know keep creating this problem well, is like yeah, throughout your environment yeah in your so they life. talk
1: about bones being out of place but the joints only move, or bones only move one to three millimeters. So, where did it go? Like, that's out yeah, of place. No. Is it truly like dislocated? So, you know, just some of the terms and definitions that they use in chiropractic uh, sometimes they are a little misleading, um, you know, because they talk about subluxations and stuff. I just look at joint function. Either joint works optimal, it works too much, or it works too little. If it works too little, that's a fixation. If it works too little, why does it work too little? If it's a muscle problem, work on the muscle, right? You don't need to work on the joint and adjust the joint because the muscle's the problem. But then you go there, is it really a muscle problem? No, it's a neurological problem because it's over-firing because something else is under-firing. Or you can say like it's a fusion where they were born that way or they acquired the fusion. And I've had patients come to me like that where they're either cracking themselves or someone else is cracking. Now it doesn't move anymore. They can't get the crack anymore because now it's fused because someone's been wailing on that thing for a while. So, you know, it really comes down to where people go wrong is like in medicine or in chiropractic where they go wrong or massage therapy and that is that they don't get to the root of the problem. They're kind of just solving symptoms and symptom relief is really pretty easy to do. Just take a pain medication, right? Numb the area, cut off the area. Yeah. You'll feel better. Yeah. You'll feel better, but is that really solving the problem? No, you know, no, exactly. So,
0: yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about like some of the most common things that you see on a daily basis. Like what what are the most people coming to you for? Um, So, So people come in, I I look at people
1: neurologically, and so I'll do a strength test with them, strength testing all their different muscles, right?
0: You've done muscle testing on me, and it pinches my trap, and now I can fire my chest. It's crazy. So I was just going
1: to say, so muscles are in four categories when I'm strength testing. This neurological testing, right? It's either they look strong because they are, but they don't come to me if muscles look strong and they are. They look strong, but they're not. And what I mean by that is some other muscle is compensating, making that muscle look like it's fully turned on, but it's not. Or the other two are, it looks weak and it is, people don't come to me like in wheelchairs and they need to go strength training the gym. I get people already at the gym, people already doing marathons and triathlons and playing football and all that. Or the last one is, it looks weak, but it's not. So down the chain is, what's the best is obviously it looks strong and I can't touch any other muscle and organ and emotion, anything and get it to turn off or turn down. Second best is, it looks strong, but I can make it go weak. The next best uh, that come and see me then is, it looks weak, but it's not, I'll, I'll, pinch another muscle or I'll strike another muscle or I'll put a hot pack on another muscle, whatever. And it makes that muscle strong. So, um, that, that's the worst one where come in and it looks weak, but it's really not like, I'll get guys your size or even bigger. And I'm literally pushing them with the pinky. And they're like, what the heck? And then I'll pinch like, if it's in their upper body, let's say it's their trap. I'll pinch their upper trap and all of a sudden the deltoid goes stronger, the biceps, long head of the biceps goes stronger. They're like, what just happened? And I'm like, well, obviously there's a connection there because then I don't touch it and I go back and push it down with the pinky. It's weak. And they're like, oh, what is going on? I'm like, well, you're not obviously that weak because all I got to do is touch your trap. And it goes strong again. I go, cause I didn't give you anything. All I did was tell the upper trap, don't fire. Let's see how strong that muscle really is on its own. Um, and, and, and that's where it's at. But when it's compensated as long as it can, you know, it compensates as long as it can. And it makes that muscle look turned on or strong. And then when it can't, then it just shuts off. But yet, the muscle stays turned off until you get the other muscle that's over firing to slow down and then it it picks back up. So that's what I do. I just try to balance the body back out.
0: Yeah. And so like your initial thing is you just create awareness of like what's going on and then you try to, you know, give that back to the patient and like, whatever you can do to help them. Yeah. So sometimes
1: I give them exercises, right? I use these frequencies. I'm big into frequencies. Yeah. I was about to ask you about the
0: frequency stickers. So so, frequencies, whether
1: that be electrical, whether it be sound, whether it be vibration, whether it be light therapy, right? These are all electrical. So I'm always looking at um, what's going on, what's the cause of it. And sometimes there's more than one way to fix those issues. um, But that's what I'm always looking at is the electrical or the frequency part of it of I shouldn't say it's electrical, but the frequency part could be electrical, um, to get them back to normal homeostasis, right? So if a muscle's over firing, I need it to under, to get back to normal, like to turn down a little bit. If it's under firing, I need to turn it up so it can can turn back on a little bit. So it's about modulating is the muscle overfiring, firing, And then again, but it's not just the muscle is doing it. I say that right, to make it in very broad terms, yeah. but it's the nervous system makes it doing that. Yeah. But is it doing that? Cause I've had, I had a girl come in, gosh, last uh, two years ago, she came in for low back pain and she'd been to everybody. They found a small little disc herniation. They couldn't fix her, dah, 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 all that. So I get into her and I, for whatever reason, started down the same path, the physical, I'm trying to turn stuff up. And all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. When she walked in, I, I looked at her abdomen and that's, there's a point in your abdomen that's an emotional point. And I went, maybe I should go back and check that, you know, like, Jesus, why didn't I do? And I do. Sure enough, she goes strong. So I say to her, hey, um, what's going on with you yeah, emotionally? She goes, no, nah, I'm great. I go, no, I, I get something's going on. Like you're really mad about something. She looks over at her mom. She's laying on her back. She looks at her mom, starts laughing. Her mom's laughing. I'm like, no, I really, I get this overwhelming feeling. This is the intuition part I do. I was telling you about, and I said, hey, I think it has to do with your dad. And she starts bawling. She gets done crying. I'm like tearing up too. She gets done crying. Her mom gets done crying. I go, so tell me, what's the story? Like, what's going on? She goes, nine years ago, my dad killed himself. And I'm like, whoa. But here's what you got to understand. For seven years, she didn't have back pain. And then for some reason, two years before seeing me, she started having back pain. I treat her twice and her back pain's is 100% gone. But everyone's trying to tell her that it was physical because they saw a small disc herniation. They inject her. You know, they do PT, they do all these different things. Nothing helps. And then they say, well, maybe she's just a little crazy. And my thing was, what I should have listened to is when she said she's had all these therapies, I shouldn't have went to the physical part right away because everyone tried the physical stuff. I didn't even injected the disc and the nerve and, and the facets and all that kind of stuff. And it didn't help her at all. Like no relief at all. That tells you right there, that's not the generator. Yeah. So I should have went to the emotional part, right? But we all can get stuck down our paths and, you know, uh, but the yeah. thing was, is I tested her. It didn't come up. I didn't treat her. I tested her. I didn't find anything. I test her. I didn't find anything. I test her. So I kept saying, well, what do I need to test? I went, ah, emotions. Went into the emotional part and went, that was it. I mean I could have done that in five minutes. It took me an hour, right? Yeah. I felt stupid about it because I was like 26 years later into practice. <laughs> Yet again, why do they say where do you practice at? They don't say where are you an expert at? Because no yeah. one's an expert. You know, I love that when people say he's an expert witness or an expert, whatever. It's about yeah, practice. I'm always yeah. learning. You know, that's the exactly. fun part. I'm always learning. That's and the fun and part.
0: honestly, I can validate you on that frequency sticker with the emotional thing. We were in here uh, one day. He was doing a an, uh, presentation for us, and one of our trainers came up, and same thing. She was like, he put the frequency sticker on, and then yeah. he was like, you got something wrong, like right with your emotions, <laughs> and then she broke down, oh, crying, balling, right? Yeah, balling, All and I was like. Is this like a regular thing for yes. you? Do you just make people cry? Yes. Like
1: <laughs> so. yes. But you know, the crazy part is, is they go, I, f- I felt fine is one thing they'll say. Or they'll say, I felt like crap, but I always put on this face and no one knows. You're the only person that knows that. And I don't get this with everybody, right? It, it happens a lot though. Like people walk in and I just know I look at it and I go, that's oh, their elbow. And they might be coming in for their ankle or their knee. And so, you know, it's the third or fourth visit. And I go, hey, I'm going to take a look at your elbow. And they go, why? I go, I don't know. It's... I don't know if you're gonna get this, but like when you walked in, your elbow was like enlarged, almost like a caricature, right, like a cartoon. And they go, "That's funny, you saying that." And I go, "Why?" Because I was gonna have you look at my elbow today because it's really been bothering me. I smashed it. I did this. I, or I don't know what happened, but my elbows have been hurting me. I go, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> no, seriously, how did you even know that? I Go, I
0: don't know, man. I have, you know, uh, like, It's no what close. I do. You yeah. have like this, like it's in your matrix, right? Yeah. So yeah, you keep true. throwing it in there. True. You keep looking for these things on everybody, and then yeah. eventually, that's all you see is like you know those little injuries. <laughs> well, that's when you yeah. said the
1: matrix because I was at a uh, personal development course. Oh gosh, like 2010, and. And uh, I'm working on these guys. There's like 50 of us there, and guys. And uh, at, at the end of the night, I work for like seven, eight hours on these guys, right? To get done. My buddy comes up, he goes, "I got it, man. I got it. I got, I got who you are." I'm like, "What?" Because Neo. you're Neo from yeah. The Matrix, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's freaking cool. Because no, yeah. seriously, you can do shit that nobody else can do. Like, that's who you are. You're Neo. You can see things. You can do things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I embody that. So like, I used to walk into my clinic it anymore, but I used to walk into my clinic and become this alter ego of I was Neo. So I would fix people. I was like, where did that come from? How did they get that? Your Cairo No, and it's right? like
0: you're met witch doctor I just now. Became yeah. a Witch doctor, right? Like <laughs> yeah. because
1: I embody that. So I tell the high school kids all the time. That's funny because right in your background are all these superheroes. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because they are gonna talk. About that today, but like I always say, to them. If you had a nickname on the back of your shirt and no one knew what it was, whether it be a superhero or or it was just a name or something, what would it be? So I'm using that with my kids in the clinic, and I get this kid for Brophy High School, and he's a he's a pitcher, and he injures his shoulder, and <laughs> he comes to me, and his shoulder's better. But he's not sure if he can go back and play yet. And so I said to him, like, you know, before they bring you out and play, you got to start doing some mental visualization, right? One of them's got to be like, when you're on the mound, who are you? What are you? Like, what's your alter ego? He's like, I don't know. I need to think about it. So I get a text that night, uh, after he goes, leaves, uh, I get a text. Hey, can you call me? Yeah. He goes, Hey, yeah, I got it. I go, okay. What are you going to be? He goes, I- I'm going to be the butcher. And I go, he-, he goes, you know, like with a surgical blade. And I go, Oh, cause your mom and dad are both surgeons. And he goes, no, no, man. Like, like, I'm going to slice and dice them. Up at the plate. Like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. So, his very first game back, he goes against Hamilton, who at the time, they're always good in the nation, but they were number one in the state, not where they were in the nation, and he's going against them. He ends up throwing a one-hitter against all these guys. Oh, it was crazy. It was a little blooper over second baseman. Yeah. They lost one to nothing, right? And they were terrible at here. They were terrible. <laughs> and then... Later that year, the second baseman comes to me because he slides back into first base. He's on, he gets a hit, slides back into first, breaks his elbow oh. at the growth plate. So he comes, sees me. I fix him after like, I don't know, three weeks. He was better, right? On MRI, x-ray, everything's fine. He's fine. They let him play. And he's up to bat. He's playing against Hamilton again. And uh he gets up to bat, crack, base hit. Second one, crack, base hit. Third one, hits hits a line drive right to a guy, gets out. So someone comes up to bat for the game and said, hey, you know, because now they only had three hits the whole game. But two of them were by him, yeah. right? So they said, hey, what were you up there smiling for? You haven't swung a bat like six or eight weeks or whatever it was, right? And mm-hmm. he goes, because I knew I was going to get hit. And they go, that's kind of cocky, don't you think? And he goes, no, man. Tough I belief. work with Dr. Portman. And he goes, oh, yeah, okay. Because I didn't work with all the kids, but all the kids knew about me, right? So yeah. like, oh, okay, got it, you know? Because it's all about the mindset, you know? And I know you're 100%. big than the mindset, yeah, too. Yeah, no, like our last
0: podcast, we had a minor league pitcher on. And he oh, nice. literally talked about, um, yeah, like I don't like saying fake until you make it, yeah. but like Basically that, right? You have to put on that alter ego. Yep. You have to believe that you can mow that well, see, guy down. see, that's the difference because between it's believing, right? Yeah, that's the difference between faking it, which you don't believe it, but you're going through the yeah. motions,
1: versus I believe it, I'm not there yet, but I because you have to yeah, believe. You have to if be- you were to see it, you have to believe it, right? Like, yeah. if I if I don't believe I could bench 300, I'll never bench 300. Never.
0: Never. No, you, right, you're not. gonna. You're not even going to attempt it. I'll be- find a way because I'll get injured yeah.
1: or I'll be with the wrong lifting partners. I'll get sick. Every time I get close to 300, like something will happen that what they call it? God, the universe, my own, my own ability, whatever will get in the way, put stumbling blocks out there. So I won't reach that. And so, you know, if the, I, yeah, I'm big in the mindset. Yeah, like you and, are. That's and, awesome. Yeah,
0: again, that it, I think that's the differentiator between the person who makes it and the person who doesn't is that self-belief yeah. and, and yeah, everyone needs it, especially as a youth athlete. Yeah. 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 As a youth athlete for sure.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. they're still trying to devolve their identity, their <laughs> self worth, their self confidence, all that kind of thing. So yeah, and I think it, yeah. it's great
0: when you have good coaches that like kind of instill that early. But uh, if you did not, if no one's telling you about like, hey, you, you're just you're not good enough, or you're not gonna ever make it, or like the no American dream behind it, like yeah, yeah, then it's it's gonna be a lot harder path. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, the thing is, like, people ask me. I was just talking to my my girlfriend Erin
1: last night about this, and she's like, but you're an anomaly. You've never drank. You don't smoke. You don't do drugs. You never have. Right. So how is it? My dad offered. You could come to the house. uh, If you're going to do drugs or drink, I'll buy it for you. You know, we're going to do it at the house. If anything happens, I'm like, I'm not interested. Um, And I never would have been anyway. Yet then when I'm 15, my sister gets in a car accident and gets killed. And so we go to the the hospital to to pick her up because she'd been all these terrible accidents, like four major accidents. And she walked away from all of them with minor injuries. So this one, she doesn't. She's in the Um, morgue, right? And so they pulled back the sheet and it just completely shifted my life forever, right? And it transformed me into who I was meant to be, but uh, I think of a rapid pace, right? And so it revealed to me how strong I am as an individual, I'm not a, I'm not a, a follower. See, here's the thing. I don't believe in. I don't believe in leaders and followers. I believe in leaders and in being led. And so I've never followed anybody. If I've done stupid shit, it's just because my mom's like, why'd you do that? I'm like, why'd you let them talk? No one talked me into it. I just was stupid. I was a bonehead. That was a bonehead <laughs> move. Throwing eggs at the girl's car or whatever, you know, yeah. in the house, like whatever, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but if I was ever to do anything like drinking or anything, I, I would have done it because that's something I wanted to do or yeah. try, right? Not because anybody talked Extreme me into ownership. it. Extreme yeah. ownership. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just got that. Listen to Jocko Willink. Right? Yeah, uh, right uh, walking on Huberman. In here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on Huberman. Exactly. Yeah, uh, extreme ownership for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean that's it. Because like, if you're blaming everyone else that your life sucks, then yeah, it's not Well, it's kinda... like
1: um, uh, Wayne Dyer used to say. He said, you know, the problem is, is if all your problems are due to like your, let's say your your your, your mom's, uh, your uh, ec, uh, your mother in law, then and then say it's your wife and your kid, you, all those people got to go get therapy. Right. And so that's not empowering at all. But if it's all the issues in your life come stem from you in one way or another because you take extreme ownership in that. Right. Like, because Jocko's yeah. famous quote that I love is there are no bad teams, only bad leaders. Yeah. Now, That might be the ultimate leader, let's say, in in my case, in the platoon leader, or it could be in the the squad leader, it could be in the fire team leader, or it could be in the individual leading himself, right? Because we're all leaders of self first, then leaders of others, and that's a a company I have called Leader of One. It talks about leadership, and leadership starts with one. Well, in the one, O-N-E, in the O, is the, the globe. Because if you lead yourself, you will eventually end up leading other people around the world because the impact you have that they have that they have and it just keeps exponentially getting better.
0: Yeah, and leader like good leaders create other good leaders, exactly. right? You don't yes. you don't create people to continue to like you said, follow right. all the time, right? You want to teach them so they can take it on their own and use it. And and Jocker doesn't
1: talk about this, but he he uses, he's saying the same thing as what I tell people. And it's not like I came up with this, but it's called critical thinking, right? I do the same thing in my clinic. I have to critically think. I don't want to just go, oh, you have low back pain. Uh, and it's done this distribution, so that means it's this. It might mean that, it might not, because we know, like for instance, of the S1 dermatome, um, which is if you if you pinch off the the S1, which is the uh, first sacrum nerve in your low back, part of the the sciatic nerve. If you pinch that off. It doesn't give a hundred percent distribution every single time. Like we think it does and we teach it in the textbooks, but you can look in medical literature that says, no, that's actually not true at all. We've done that. And then 80% of the time it does this 20% of the time it actually refers to another area. So you could be wrong, right? It's never, it's never black and white. That's the way life is though. It's never black and white.
0: Yeah. And that's why a lot of sciences. I mean, a lot of people take or like hard things all the time from like social media, like where they see it first. Right. And then, yeah, it's, it's more nuanced than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you believe a little bit um, about, like, like who are your influences? And so who, uh, I know you said that chiropractor before, yeah. but- um, Dr. Gary Provence I'll, in New Orleans. Yeah, Dr. Dr. for sure. Dr. Provence and uh, then other people my, like that. My sister. Like,
1: I see my sister in every patient yeah. I treat. I see my sister, you know, I see my sister in the morgue every day at, at one point or another, like multiple times a day, because that's one of the things that inspires me. So I look at- motivation being from external and inspiration coming from internal, like what what drives you internally. And so I'm always trying to tap that in with my kids that I work with out at Waynesfield High School is what inspires you, like what gets you up in the day, what keeps you going. Like when things are tough – What's willing to pick you back up? What's what is it that's going to pick you back What's up and get anchor? you going?
0: What's that thing yep, that's going to? Yeah, great idea. Hold anchor, on I love to, that too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and so you know that might be your mom and dad. It might be because your mom works three jobs. Because your dad left the family. It might be because you know your dad overcame cancer. And it could be a lots of things, right? For me, it happens to be my sister. That's what inspires me. That's what inspires me to stay healthy. That's what inspires me to. Um, well, here's one for you. Ever since I was nine or ten years old, I've told people I'd live to be one twenty-five. Now. I don't know where that came from because back then, you know, yeah. uh, that would have been like in the early seventies. But you might no be right one, now. No one lived that long, right? That we know of, right? Because you didn't have the internet. You didn't have health food stores, You didn't have the kind of stuff that we have now. I, obviously, I know people did live that long, but we didn't know about it. And so people, I was crazy. And the other thing is, if I say to people, even now in the year 2023, we're a day away from 2023, and I say... I'm going to live to be 125. They go, God, why would you want to live that long? Like old and decrepit? I'm like, why did they go there right away? Their mindset is you're old, decrepit. You can't feed yourself. You're blind. You're in a wheelchair. You're in a nurse. You know, are you kidding me? Day before I'm going to be out running five miles, man. Yeah, exactly. And then I just won't wake up one day. And that's called compression morbidity. You compress the time that you're sick or ill into a very short period of time. It might be a day, a week or maybe a month at most. And then you just pass away versus, you know, people that live to be 80, but they're incapacitated for the last five years of their life or, 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 you know, basically not around for the last five, <laughs> five or 10 years of their life.
0: Yeah. Peter Atia talks a lot about you go, um, the last it. 10 years of life is like really where the declines at. So all these people are like really worried, but like if you keep it up through your seventies to your eighties to like up there, like you will be fine. Like health wise. Like I lost a, an 80 year old and an iron man by an hour. Um, nice. Yeah. Half iron man. Wow. But like, yeah. He, That's he, nice. he, he beat me by a whole hour. And That's I'm like, awesome. now I know what like <laughs> I can do. Like right? what's capable of, right. because guess what? If you're 80, like, come on, like yeah. if you're
1: still doing this kinds of stuff, <laughs> like you're going to be
0: kicking it till hey, one. So
1: I was given a presentation and it was the first half was on leadership. The second half was on what's possible with frequencies. Right. And it was just this annual annual microcurrent conference in, uh, uh, September, October, nowhere, whatever it was. And, uh, one of the slides I had was a 102 year old guy with his trainer that was 70 years old. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome,
0: <laughs> man. Epic. Like, yeah, that's those uh, guys exactly are where
1: it's at. 102 yeah. years old. Tra- and so I put on the bottom, I said, what's your excuse? And they all like, came up to me afterwards, like, man, that was crazy. Like the one slide they all talked about.
0: Alright guys, so we did have a little bit of a slip-up in the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's about being resilient yeah, though, right? Like, yeah, we're bouncing back. We, we look, look down and like, oh my god, the thing went dead. Like where'd
1: it go dead <laughs> at? No, it went dead at like 30 minutes. Like, all right, well we got 30 minutes to go.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna keep piecing it back together. So uh Yeah. So getting back to what I was, we were talking about the hundred year old and the 70 year old training, but uh, yeah. So when you get worked on in your practice, uh, yeah. Who works on you?
1: So yeah, my girls work on me. Uh, I've trained them and I'm training them to work on me. Uh, I give them a lot of latitude and working on people in the clinic and stuff because they're actually really great at what they do. And they're very intuitive in knowing where to go. They, they've helped me with some of the machines I bought in this last year. I've bought over, I've purchased over $100,000 worth of equipment, right? In my oh, yeah. clinic. And uh,
0: what costs yeah, that much money?
1: Uh, sound wave therapy. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like, like life-changing. Yeah. Um, helping people with everything you can imagine because it does three things. Increases blood flow. Uh, yep. decreases nerve signals in the, in the, in the nerves. So pain signals. And then it brings stem cells to the area, uh, because it causes a microtrauma to the tissue.
0: So do you run so, like a frequency, like a 40 hertz frequency or something no, it's, like that? No, it's, a, it's yeah.
1: actually, it's, it's a sound frequency, but it, it, you can feel it. Like it, when you get on abnormal, if you get on a normal muscle, nothing. You get on muscle that's partly torn, a tendon, a fracture in a bone or something. Oh my God, it'll light you up because it makes really? the tissue vibrate. And when yeah. the tissue's normal, you're good. When the tissue's abnormal, would it be inflammation, a fracture, um, uh, an infection? What, oh my god, it's painful. When Arthritic I, joint? Oh my god, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, and like uh, I I know a lot about like some like meditation type practices where you do those humming meditations, which sure. is like internal vibration, huh? which is like that same kind of concept, right? It just internally no, vibrates you from the inside with the No, that no?
1: would be similar to like when you asked me, is it forty hertz? Because forty hertz is anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So forty hertz would be if you if you can get your your voice like there was this this uh um singer this black singer named ella fitzgerald and they used her on oh, memorex yeah. commercials like she would sing this note and the glass would break it's because she knew what the the frequency of the glass was and when she matched it she got it to vibrate and it collapsed it, it, it broke oh. so it's kind of it's what's called the resonance theory And so yeah, the resonance so. theory is if i know what's wrong with you with microcurrent and let's say it's inflamed and i run that that frequency of inflammation, 40 Hertz, acute inflammation, and then know what the tissue number is, frequency is. Let's say it's cartilage, which is 157 Hertz. I put those two together. It's literally magic. Like the the cartilage will become less inflamed. And there's actually been research on that stuff uh, at Baylor University with microcurrent um, with rats, where they in, in induce an injury in the ear, and then they give them non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or NSAIDs. And that's where the gold standard is to see whether the, the new NSAID is going to be past the standard or not is, on these rats. Well, they did the same thing with microcurrent for four minutes and got the exact same Efficacy.
0: So why are we taking Advil? Why are we taking? Because you don't, leak? you can't sell you <laughs> Yeah, You that? can't Come sell on. that. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right? You, you, you can't sell you it can't for like, a you know, price tag on it. a thousand times more than
1: what it's worth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where it comes to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, it's funny because like, yeah, like people don't realize that that, that, that is Advil. Like that does the same thing, right? Yeah. You can, you can get that same relief without having to go through the drug interactions that right. could cause you leaky gut or could cause you like Correct. bowel problems and everything further than yeah but yeah and, and so that's, and that's actually now you're talking about that that's
1: probably one of the biggest things that i think that we have in our leaky gut and that's why we have so many food sensitivities my and food
0: allergies well and, i know as a baseball right. player we were popping advil like candy before games because we got to throw right we got right. my elbow hurts but i still gotta play like i'm never gonna stop playing right right and, and then like you get to college and you've been running on this you know constant uh like that's your go-to and then you realize how bad that is for your gut lining like it's you know what's interesting
1: thick that, that we're okay with that right? When all we got to do really is say, you have fuel that you're putting on the fire, right? When you're, when you're, when you're have inflammation, you get more inflammation, or you have a crappy diet, you're producing more inflammation, you're putting fuel on the fire. Why don't we just stop fueling the fire and, and treat it, right? You can treat the elbow, you can treat the shoulder, you can treat the mechanics, you can do all that kind of stuff. But then also, why don't we treat it from the inside out? And that is with our diet. And so why don't we go to baseball teams and talk to them about this and this. this. So I'm actually going to start working with Hamilton this year. Um, I just got, uh, I'm meeting up with the head coaches next week, and so he's cool. like, "Hey, you work with enough of my kids. How about if I come and see you and see if you can help me?" I go, "Oh, I guarantee I can help you." He goes, "Really? Go, yeah, you're broken. Like, you know, <laughs> he used to play major league baseball and now he throws batting practice and he basically can hold his arm up and you know that kind of stuff." And so I was like, "Yeah, come on over. I- I'll help you and then I'll show you what we can do with your kids." He goes, "Yeah, I'd love to because you're already working with a ton of them." <laughs> I said, "You just don't know this. But I've worked with your kids for 15 years." And he's like, "Really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been with them forever." <laughs> you just, you know, kids will send another kid, send another kid, or the parents will, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's how you get your scholarships right is, is playing your sport
0: and speaking of the food do you do like food intolerance tests right well oh, i do at the you, you ever heard of viome i do viome, viome testing yeah. to
1: the gut um which will tell me what bacteria you're missing what foods you should eat what foods are your superfoods what foods you can have but in moderation so it'll say avoid limit or superfood um, which is really good and it's based upon your your gut microbiome and that could change like every Three to six months. So every six months, I have my patients do that. Um, you can, oh, yeah. I mean, it depends you know. on what you're
0: eating, right? And right. That, like you're fueling different bacteria, and yeah, if your, if your diet changes, your bacteria change. And- yeah.
1: And, and now they're really starting to get into the oral microbiome. Um, we know about the skin microbiome, but the oral microbiome, we're starting to find out that all your organs have their own microbiome too. That's what's really interesting. That's so weird. there's some genetic testing you can do for that kind of stuff. But I, I really like Viome. Uh, I use I use that with my patients.
0: Yeah. And then do you talk a little bit like, I mean, there's also like, you can go into fungus and you can go into other things. There's like a whole fungal well, ecosystem we, yeah, inside yeah, of us well, as well. And most and people, well, like, okay. Yeah. So
1: uh, back in the, when I got a parasite in 2000, what was that? Uh, 10, I guess it was, uh, 9 or 10, uh, and working with the Chinese, 11, whatever it was. I worked with them for a couple of years. Actually, I take it back. I worked with the South Koreans first, then I went to the Chinese. But when I went to South Korea, I came back and I lost 17 pounds in five days. That's because I had a parasite. And I ended up using wormwood and uh, cloves and uh, black walnut husks. And that's what
0: well thanks for doing saying that. One me. of my clients is literally was asking me about a parasite cleanse like today. Well that's it's, it's good but it's not great. The other
1: thing is yeah. you need to know what your parasite is that you have. So there's oh, yeah. different lab testings I use, Uh lab tests uh one is Great Plains Laboratory um testing kits and so they can do we can do stool samples, we can do the oat test which is for organic acid testing which is a a a a urine test, so I do lots of testing like that because what we don't know even here in Arizona is that there's a lot of people that have mold in their system, so oh, there yeah. yeah, lots of it and so there's two things you can have there: you can either be a mold colonizer or you can be a mold producer, you can actually be a mold factory. And so the people that, are, that come to me are usually like last resorts, no, nothing helps. I've got Lyme and I've got this and I've got fibromyalgia. Well, usually when you have Lyme and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, it's because you have mold. It's The mold sets them up to have those other conditions because they're, oh, or Candida, another one's Candida. People treat the Candida, they get better, then it comes back and it gets better and it gets, comes back. It's because Candida is an opportunistic infection. Number one, Candida uh, candida albicans is always in your gut. It's always there you're never gonna get rid of it. if you get rid of it you're dead right it's just like if you have streptococcus in the back of your throat it's because you're alive the only way to get rid of strep throat is to be dead it's always there it's just not so crazy that it's gone and gotten inflamed because it's taken over because your other bacteria are in are in uh, balance the way they should be so my whole thing is comes down to test don't guess it's one of the reasons neurological stuff i do um it's always about testing when it comes to the laboratory stuff i don't want to just give you a bunch of supplements i want to figure out what is it, that you have and then what's the best approach for that to kill whatever it is that you have or have your body kill whatever it is make it an environment that it won't want to live in that right um and then the last thing would be like if i go to adjust somebody i don't care where the pain is what i care about is where's the problem at and and i have a scene it's not grammatically correct but it says i, I tell people where your pain is your problem ain't and that's because it's mm-hmm. typically not where you have unless above you or below yeah yeah because yeah, you got hit in the, in the biceps because you get hit with a ball or something, or you're playing football and you tackle it. Yeah, well, that's one sure, thing. yeah. But if you just go, I don't know, my biceps and my shoulder or my elbow, it's just bother me. Any, any trauma? No. And dude, that's 95% of my practice. No history of trauma. So if there's no history of trauma then where does it come from? It's something repetitive or it's something systemic, right? So th- there's an infection that you don't know about. There's uh, trauma in the way you sleep. There's trauma in the shoes that you wear. There's trauma in the sit. way you sit. There's traumas in the way you lift. There's, there's traumas, right? There's little micro traumas that have just added up over time. And now you have symptoms. But that's 95% of people all get to me.
0: Yeah. And then you tell me just like when you came in the one time for our thing, you told us, well, make sure you use the rumble roller. Yeah. And you, know, you, you hit the quads because people... Complain about low backs, but it's usually because they have either tight hamstrings, tight quads, you know, like it's going to be something else above or below. I find that a
1: lot. I I can tell you in the last 28 years, I can think of maybe, gosh, and I'm stretching. I don't even know if there's this many people, maybe 20 people that have come to me and had to go to surgery. And of those, I I know that three quarters of those came, there's way too late. Like there was no way I was going to help them. And I saw a couple of visits or one visit and said, Hey, listen, I'm not the guy for, you need surgery instead of my surgeon. Right. Um, but most of those people come in low back pain or they come in with disc herniations on MRI. I've had lots of people like this. This happens every week. And you start treating them and all their pain goes away. The disc herniation is still there because 80% of the population have a disc herniation. So that tells me that the herniation itself doesn't create the pain, it's the inflammation associated with it. And then that times, you know, there's a lot of people that come with disc herniations on MRI, but they don't have like ridiculous pain down their leg or anything because it's not that, it's a sclerotogenous pain. See, they're coming from the tendon, the cartilage, the bone, the muscle, the fascia, right? It's coming from one of those areas, and that's referring pain but it's not a distribution of 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 actual nerve pain, but they they think it is, and then maybe some docs even think it is because it doesn't stay in one spot; it refers. But that's just the way sclerotogenous pain is.
0: Yeah, and we have different a lot structures, of, and everyone thinks they have sciatica. Everybody pain says that. I've had people it. with pain down the yeah. front of
1: their leg going, "That's sciatica." I go, "Did you that's, even look the it only on the one internet? they know, that's right?" That's the femoral that's nerve. Is, yeah, they're like, "Oh, really?" Like, yeah. This <laughs> not, well, you know what I mean. I go, "No, I really don't know what you mean because that's
0: not sciatica." Yeah, exactly. You right? Or been. they
1: have low back pain. They go, "I have sciatica." Well, low back pain is not sciatica. it has to go down into your leg. Because that's a shoot nerve root down issue. your leg and like, it has yeah. to
0: have nerve pain, like you got to feel feeling right. stingy or like to, yeah. you know. Well, some that, people that. say,
1: "Well, I have this disc problem," and I go, "Yeah, I see that on MRI, but here's your here. That's not your problem." They go, "How do you know?" I go, "Well, let me just treat your piriformis. It's called piriformis syndrome. You're pinching off the sciatic nerve, but it's not due to an, a nerve root problem up in the low back, like a disc problem, even though it shows that in MRI. Because I release their piriformis or I do some stuff with their piriformis and completely goes away, and it doesn't come back. Because and I'm not giving them drugs or anything, right? So that tells me that has to be. The, the issue because I treat that literally in a couple of visits, it goes away, maybe one. That's why I tell people I love injections because you think someone has a disc problem, inject their nerve and then you'll find out. And if it doesn't feel any better or it felt better and got worse, that's not the problem, right? But why inject it more than once? If you're good at what you do and you inject it right in the nerve, or if it's a joint problem, you inject it in their knee and the pain doesn't get better, it's because it's not their knee joint. It's being referred from somewhere else, or it could just be simply a muscle problem. I had a patient come in last week that had an anterior drawer test which is for the acl which was which was made the acl look we uh lax and i did some stuff with their popliteus and some stuff with their hamstring neurologically and the test was gone and it was completely solid then and they even see that they're like and they went and did a lunge and that's weird i don't feel my lower leg they know that tibia my lower leg sliding forward on my on my femur my upper thigh i'm like yeah i know it's purely a muscle neurological problem they go well that's weird though because the doc was telling me he wanted me to get mri you can get mri Right, and the guy named Ryan, the ACL was fine. So, what would they have told him then? I mean, right? Because we always say, well, if the right is is going to be equal to the left. Well, and, and, and it should be technically, but if it's not and nothing's on MRI, what are you going to tell them then? That there's nothing wrong with them? Because it does, it moves far farther forward than it should. But they would they would stop there and just go, well, I guess this is an anomaly you have in your leg. Well, they are more likely to blow out their knee now because they they keep putting that stress on the ACL as their shin goes forward like that. Where when I did that, they said they felt unstable. That was the reason they came to me. That was the reason they went to the medical doctor, but they were waiting to get the MRI. And I treated them literally one visit and the, the, the symptoms were gone. The stability was there and um, the test was negative. It's, which is crazy
0: and when a medical doctor tells you it's an anomaly that's never an, really an anomaly right it's no like, it's usually it, there's always a reason for something yeah, like whether exactly. we just don't know it or not right yeah yeah
1: well that's the thing right i i tell people all the time like i don't i don't know the answer is to that i don't say well there's nothing wrong or i hate it when people will tell other docs will tell or providers practitioners tell other or tell patients that i'm sure you think that i'm sure you feel that but that's not right like I don't ever tell my patients what they feel, right? What do you mean? I, no, I get it yeah, all the time. Yeah, like no, how, that's how not. Do you know that's, how that's, I know I feel. you think you have low back pain. That's not coming from your low back. And they're like, "Well, my low back hurts, though." Or even the intuition part, like my knee hurts, but I don't feel like it's in my knee because I was having back problems before this happened, or I was having this hip problem. And they go, "I think it might be stemming from my hip." And they go, "Well, yeah, but did your hip hurt now?" And they go, "No." Well, that's not your. It's not your hip then. And I go, "Oh, great, thanks for that." And I look in their hip and I I treat their hip and I go, "Yeah, my knee pain's gone." I go, "Yeah." You know why? Because you gave me all the clues. Like you told me where to go. Like. Yeah. We had to decipher it together, but it's not a dictatorship. It's not like you sit there, you don't know anything, even though you live in your body all day, but you don't know anything. That drives me nuts, right? To tell patients that, why would you tell a patient that? I listen to them because they're going to tell me about 80 or 90% of what I need to know. And then from there, I'm going to decipher the rest of it. Sometimes it's in code, right? They might say like, I know my knee hurts, but I don't feel like it's in my knee or... Um, I feel like it's compensating or I feel like it's da, 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 right? They'll give me different words that give me clues that then they don't know what that means to to them necessarily. They're just saying it because that's what they feel. But I'm like, mm, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's another one. Get done with the patient. I go, okay, so tell me how that feels. They go, well, you know, I think, I go, no, no, no. That's not what I said. I said, don't think, just feel. Well, I think, no. I literally, go on two or three times. And i go, what is so hard about it? They go, I just can't get it. Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around why I don't have pain. And I'm like, I could, but you're being stuck in your head. All I want you to do is be stuck in your knee and your hip and your low back or whatever, right? Feel what you feel. If you feel pain, great, let's keep going. And if you don't, let's go to the next session and see how you do again, right? Uh, but a lot of people get stuck in their head and they go, I just don't understand why I don't have pain. They can't wrap their head around that because they've had pain for so long. How yeah. can you get out of pain in one or two visits? And they go, well, that's just the tip of the iceberg, though, right? Like, that doesn't mean you're solved. It just means that I probably ain't going to help you because who else has helped you in one visit? Nobody. No. Like, or, or they tell you, it's going to take like, for you to feel better, it's going to take like, you know, six weeks or six months or whatever that stuff is that people say, right? And I'm just like, listen, give me six sessions. If you're not significantly better and your pain is significantly reduced and your quality of life is significantly improved, I'm just probably not the guy for you. Unless I need to look at you differently, right? Or I need to re, re, um, uh, interview you to figure out where I'm missing, I'm not asking the right questions or I'm not diving in. When you give me an answer, I'm not diving deeper into the answer to get really the root b- behind it. Um, and, and that's the way I look at it is if I don't figure out what's wrong, if the patient doesn't get better, I figure it's not, and I can't figure out what's wrong that it's not them. It's me. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not asking the right, they, don't know, they, the right they don't know what they need to tell me. They're yeah. going to tell me what they think they need to tell me, but they don't know. That's my job to ask them. Right. That's why in my forums, some people mess with me and go, man, it was like a freaking dissertation. I go, yeah, it's eight, nine pages long. And they go, why? Do you want me to test or do you want me to guess? You want me to have a good idea of what to test or do you want me to just go test everything or you want me not to test anything, and just go off the of pain? They go, oh no, I I want the best results. I go, there you go. Yeah. I go, cause I'm not, I'm not cheap, right? And I believe in that too. There's another one for you is I don't believe in, I believe in value, not just cost right so the gym membership can be like you know that their gyms are under 10 bucks a month but what are you really getting for 10 bucks a month
0: 10 bucks gym yeah, yeah i don't want and, that. and yeah, it might be no. dirt right I, I care about my health a little bit more than that yeah. so i'm gonna go yeah to me a too higher end gym. yeah if yeah. i went to
1: 10 bucks a month i'd probably have to wear a mask or something you know <laughs> and they're not offering the things kinds of things and you guys are elevating
0: kids that are staring at you down while you're hip thrusting you're like why are you doing that like wrong time wrong place guys. right, Come right.
1: On. where you know you pay more you you you, te- you typically get more for it so that's what i'm looking for that's that's i do the same thing if i'm going to be vested in your health i want people to to be invested in their health too, you know? And so if I'm gonna give it time, money, and energy, I want you to give it your time, money, and energy to help me to fix what's wrong with you so we can get to the root problem, whether it be that's the way you sleep. Now you can change the way you sleep and that doesn't solve your problem right away. But once I get under the underlying problem, which is the way you sleep, then I can start working on the symptoms and then it won't come back, right? Um, Because you you won't be in that sleeping position. You won't be wearing the wrong shoes or lifting wrong at the gym or whatever it is. I'm always trying to get to the root cause. That's, That's the biggest thing. Whether it be with an actual disease or an illness or whether it be just with an ache and a pain. It, you got to figure out what the root cause is.
0: What's one of the biggest and hardest uh, injuries you've had to deal with or had to, you know, treat? Um, well, it
1: wasn't the hardest, but it was definitely one of the most challenging. I had a lady come in. that was on 28 meds. She had eight failed back surgeries. Her ninth <sighs> one was to put a stimulator in her spine so that she didn't feel the pain going to her brain. And I literally went to touch her and then I stopped and her, and her and her friend was off the side and brought her and I, and I stopped for a second and I barely put my finger. I mean, I'm talking like ounces worth of pressure and she jumped off the table, like just screamed. I shouldn't say she jumped because she couldn't really move, but she screamed like, oh my God. He's, they're like, what? And she's like, well, he's killing me. I'm like, I swear I barely took, touch- no, no, you, you push, you're pushing way too hard. And her friend goes, he barely touched you. And my next door neighbors go, dude, at lunch, they're like, hey, what happened? That lady was screaming in there. And uh, she, her nervous system was so fried at that point. She actually got sent by a medical doctor, and she drove. Well, she didn't drive; someone drove her because she couldn't drive. She was on eight, uh, she was on twenty-eight meds, and like eight of them were narcotics. So they, um, when she came, she came from medical doctor, and he actually came to one of my courses that I taught, and he said, "Hey, you know, you gotta let me in your class." And I go, "Dude, I don't have to let anybody in my class; it's already full." He goes, "No, you have to let me in." I said, "I don't think you heard me, man." He goes, "I'm a medical." I'm, i don't really care joe who you are that's his name joe too and i said i don't really care who you are i'm not he goes no the reason i need in is because i want to help more people and i heard you're the guy that I'm like, oh all right guess what he's made room for you you know because it yeah. wasn't about like who is what his degree was i didn't care about that is he said the right thing and that was he
0: cares that he cares. he
1: cares about helping people and i'm like i care about that too so i let him in and then we're at the course and uh we actually we we're up in boise i was teaching and uh he went up there and so he's like hey i got this lady i'm gonna send you i said you're okay, great so he sends this lady to 28 meds and it took me two months she got off of every single medication doesn't have low back pain anymore, and then she moved to Utah. She was with her family, got her license back. Amazing. Because one day she drove in, she goes, "Hey, I gotta let you know, I drove today." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." No, 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 no. Remember, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's you can drive. <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, I'm off all my meds, and uh, Doctor Ring let me. Uh, he, he got me uh, cleared to get my license back, so I can drive." I'm like, "That is great." Turned off my spinal stimulator. I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome."
0: But like, how does the medical field go down the 28 medications? I don't know, man. How do they believe that that's well, going to work for her? Like, is that because they don't see serious? their mom?
1: They don't see their wife. They don't see their sister. Their daughter. They don't, they don't see their child. They don't see somebody they know. They just see a number. They have to because how else could you just k- just keep giving somebody twenty eight medications?
0: But like uh, yeah, like twenty, you're just like, do you really need more than this? Like I don't understand right. how for, you can handle see, that. Like, I would what?
1: say see that's why you said twenty because like I'd be like it, I said this to her. I was like eight. Well, don't you go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you yeah, kept yeah, going for then. twenty more <laughs> until you get to twenty eight, and they didn't stop yeah. it. It was only when she got to this guy, and he goes, listen, I, I'll get you off, but you got to feel better. And we can't start weaning you off until you feel better. I don't want to give you any more, and I'm not going to. And you're on too many as it is, but I can't take you off until you feel better. Because I don't, you know. He said he calls me and goes, "She's in crisis, man. She could kill herself. Like we have to help her." You know. I'm like, "Dude, off. No pressure. Like I'll do <laughs> right. the best I can." You know. And he goes, "Yeah, you'll help her." I am like, "Okay." You know. I prayed about it and stuff. I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'll help this lady." So she comes in, and she literally was seeing me twice to three times a week, but she would have to drive an hour and a half each way. And I said, to her, "I don't feel bad because I used to drive three and a half hours." You know. And I said, "It changed my life, and that's why I do what I do now." And so she goes, "You think you can help me?" I go. I'll tell you one thing, I'll treat you like family. That's all I know, right? I, I don't know if I'm gonna help you. That's the honest answer. The only thing I can tell you, honestly, is I'll do everything I can to help you. And we did some nutritional stuff with her. We did some colon stuff with her because her colon was jacked because of all the meds and stuff like that. Um, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, the biggest thing was uh we did some brain stuff with her. We did some brain tap stuff with her, and that that's the absolutely brain tap and sleep, because so brain tap amazing. helped her brain, which helped her sleep, which helped her heal, right? You gotta sleep. It's that it's and your body's di- a self
0: healing machine, right? It like is, if we yeah. can put it in the right environment and then it starts to work itself back.
1: Yep. Yeah. Like, like any seedling, right? Yeah. Give it the right air, soil, water, grows, right? You yeah. give it Put chemicals in there, done grow. Right?
0: Guys, you're shaped by your environment. And if yeah. you're in this, you know, city and you always, you know, with bad people around you, you are shaped by that. You, It becomes like who you are. If you sit at a desk all day, that becomes who you are. Well, that's funny you said
1: that because now there's a time in my practice uh, very early on, a couple years, and I could talk to my buddy and, you know, and I'm talking about this patient didn't pay me, patient didn't show up, patient doesn't appreciate me. But he goes, yeah, well, what are you doing? I go, what? And I keep going, on, he goes, no, 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 no. The common denominator is you. I'm real quiet. I'm like, oh god, like shit. <laughs> and I go, you're a dick, right? And I hang up, right? And then uh, I call him back later, you know, a couple of days later. I go, all right, so what, what are you talking about? And he goes, dude, it's gotta be you. Like there's a common, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of stressful, you know, duh, duh, duh. me and my wife and, and this and that, my kids and, you know, my mom back home and all this kind of stuff, right? And he goes, well, you work on you and those people will go away. And he was so right. And so I teach that stuff to my patients now, but that wasn't like, I didn't just come up with that. Someone had to teach me that. Right. Mm. And so there's, I I love being ignorant because it means I can learn stuff. I don't want to be stupid because that means Woody's taught me something that's very valuable. And I'm like, nah, that's, that doesn't work. Right. I don't even try it. And then I'm stupid. Right. Or I know it works, but I don't want to invest the time or the money or the energy into it for me or for my family or for my patients. And so I don't do it, and then I'm stupid, but I'm not stupid about anything. I'm very ignorant about a lot of things, right? Until I learn it and then I'm like, ah, oh, this is great, right? Yeah. Um, and I learned that and man, that's been a that's been a lifesaver for me. Those patients just went by the wayside. They either went to other practitioners, started paying me or just went away, stopped complaining or started really liking what I did. I mean, it's just, it was amazing, like the whole shift of energy, but it all emanated from me. And that's when I realized the power of one, right? Um, yeah. And so when I figured out that I have that kind of power as one individual, other people that it, it, it hugely impacted the world that I live in.
0: Yeah. It's got this like ripple effect, right? You impact them and then they impact their friends and it just kind of like just goes off into the community.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's what I love about what I do is that I, I help people, to educate, because that's what doctor means, right? It means to teach and educate. doesn't mean to cure, fix, or heal. It means to educate. And how many doctors actually educate their patients? Not many. Have, like, not give you a medication. A that doesn't that didn't educate you, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I'll hear someone, I go, wow, they told you that? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly right. They, like, really? Well, based upon what I know, right? So my opinion, based upon the facts, that is the right statement. They said the right thing, you know? Yeah. So.
0: All right. So tell me a little bit about the future. So you're going to hand off the practice to the two. Yeah. I'll still be in it. I'll still
1: be involved. I'll still be doing like the exams and stuff like that, but we'll set up a day like where I'll come in or a couple days. I'll come in, I'll do all the exams on people and then they'll, they'll follow up from there and then I'll follow up with them, you know, like difficult cases, that kind of thing. Maybe I'll come in and train another Cairo to do what I do or another body worker or something. Um, I don't know uh, how that looks, but I'll never retire. I'll, I'll do a little bit of traveling. I'm start doing more speaking you know, because yeah. um, I just don't have this teams, time. I work art, a lot more yeah. teams. Yeah, I've worked with South Dakota State for the last seven years. And so um, they'll be in a national championship here in two weeks. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, because I've worked with them for yeah like seven years and I've Skype with them and try to help people over with Skype. And then the coaches fly me up and I work with them that way. And you know, it's been, it's been a, it's been a ride. I, 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 I love working with them. I, I love high school and college kids pro guys. I do, but it's very rare. I'll tell you the one person, one of the most amazing people I've ever met, but he's also the, the, the most amazing professional athlete I've ever met and that's Andy Isabella and he used to be Isabella. with the Cardinals yeah um, he is with the Ravens now and he's the hardest working individual you're ever going to meet in your life that's one thing I love about him he gets up at five o'clock in the morning to train every day even on Saturdays before games he trains at five o'clock in the morning um, his routine. he trains really really hard yeah he's very disciplined he eats really really healthy like unbelievably healthy all everything's organic free range all that kind of stuff no preservatives you know he gets his blood tested so he wants to know what foods he can eat, not eat and that kind of thing. Um, he just got his DNA tested to figure out with this one uh, company to figure out what foods would be best for his DNA. And if he's a methylator and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then it just, as a human being, like he would ask me in the beginning, cause he's been with me for two years. Um, it, we started out as, you know, Just doctor and patient. And now we're friends, you know, like good friends, great friends. And he'd say, like, what books do you read? And I'd tell him about, you know, Huberman podcast, or I would tell him about uh, Dave Asprey, or I'd tell him about whatever book I was reading at the time. And then he'd come back the next week and go, okay, so what's the next book? I'm like, well, I gave that, I read that book already. You read it in a week? i actually ran like four days but i didn't want to bother you i'm like oh my god that's crazy <laughs> yeah i ran like four or that's five days awesome. i'm like wow yeah voracious reader like really big into health and fitness and nutrition and all that kind of stuff positive mindset he i started hit him on brain tap yeah completely changed his life
0: he bought one immediately oh yeah, immediately no, he, he bought it, every it day. changed his life he's yeah. like this is amazing
1: <laughs> and that was one of the reasons i i bought a franchise of it because of what it did for him then i bought a franchise for the whole thing um and it's been a life changer for my patients ptsd i got a guy off of eight medications that would, uh, the drop of a hat get really pissed off. Cause in 2011, he got blown up in Iraq and, uh, or in Afghanistan. And so he was supposed to be in the TBI, the traumatic brain injury unit for two weeks. He's in there for two hours. Three-star general comes in and goes, all right, soldiers, let's go back out to the battlefield. And he was in special forces. So all right, he goes he didn't, I mean, he, he had to, so he, he was a Sergeant. He had to, yeah. uh, so he went out. Well, he stays in, um, until 2019 gets out. And, um, from 2011 till I started seeing him in uh, earlier this year in 2022, he had uh, 25 guys commit suicide that were in his unit, just in his unit, oh my God. right? So his sister calls him one time and she's the airy, fairy, artsy, fartsy, huh? That's a cluster suit. Yeah yeah, right? exactly. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, airy, fairy, you know, way out, way out there says, hey, you really should go see Dr. Portman. He goes, okay. Well, later she asked him like, why did you say, okay, like you always messing with me saying I'm like so far out there and this and that. He goes, because when you called me, I was at the funeral of my 25th friend that killed himself. And I figured it's about time I go. Right. And so he's got lots of anger issues and all that kind of stuff. And I treat him and everything goes away. Less than two months. Everything goes away. Gets off all of his medications. And he's like, I got to start telling other people about this. So um, anyway, so it helped change his life. He does brain tap every day now. Does it in the morning? Does it at night?
0: Let's explain brain tap for the listeners. I know we both know, but like, yeah. So
1: it's got a couple of things. It's got binaural beats, which will change your brain waves, right? Whether you want to change it into alpha, a delta, theta, gamma, whatever you want to change it into uh uh you can also go into smr uh training with it. It, it but in that it also has uh isochronic tones which will change your brain waves within that has guided meditation also has some lights that drop down over your eyes if you buy the goggle set so lights that go into your eyes that will stimulate your brain uh, depending upon what the pattern is. And then also in your ears and the same thing, it's got laser lights in the ears or LED lights in the ears that will stimulate your brain. Research has shown that. They're getting ready to, to use um, Lila Q technology, which I have one of their cubes, but they're gonna use some of their quantum uh, technology where they're gonna charge the headsets um, they're going to redo the whole thing. It's going to take them another year or two, but they're getting in collaboration with them. And then they're going to use vibration and they're getting to all kinds of cool stuff. It's been around for 40 years. No one's known about it. I didn't know about it till, till uh, a biohacking conference. Yeah. yeah. A biohacking conference. Exactly. It, like, oh
0: my God, this is crazy. This yep. is great. Tried it. Had two hours of here. sleep in 20 minutes. And oh. I was like, Oh, crazy. <laughs> oh, this oh, is you is, did too yeah. then? Yeah. I've oh got yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So I love their stuff. And then uh, I'm a, a franchise owner, so I get their power user set, which if off the street you do it, you're only going to get their bundles. You can't get the power user. Power user has things like depression, PTSD, anxiety, um, all the sports performance ones. It's got ones. Wim Hof in there. it yeah. got Wim Hof in I there. I know. Yeah.
0: Jason was showing me yeah, it yeah. earlier, and it's I was got, like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's got some really cool stuff. I've got all my patients started on that and it's absolutely transformed their lives. And then I've got them to get their family members started on it. I got a couple autistic kids that have done really well. They did do one study where they had a hundred autistic kids and they measured their brainwave patterns. They went, wow, that's weird. Like none of them have significant levels of alpha. It's like almost zero, right? So they did alpha training for them, which is the, as you know, in one of the programs, you can run alpha training in the power user. So they ran alpha training every day. I think it was either once or twice a day for six months, at the end of six months, 100 out of 100 had alpha waves. More importantly, wow. they all had verbal skills and none of them had verbal skills before that. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's some connection, we don't know what it is, between having alpha waves and having verbal skills. Um, we don't know what exactly what it is, not cause and effect, but definitely a correlation, because 100 out of 100 did. Yeah. yeah, they've had some great shows. They're in the NFL and they're in Major League Baseball yeah, and they're in NHL. But the, where they're really big is in NFL and NHL because they're trying to prevent guys from having vocal. CTE. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I mean, after you've seeing what happened to Tua again, he yeah, had, he had his third one this year. Like, I'm so scared for these guys to like. This yeah. guy needs to. They need to well, figure two out things. How to do I'm it. telling
1: you, when I get guys that have either chronic headaches, well, chronic headaches that have had some type of head trauma to it, or just some type of head trauma, they need to go to somebody, like I have this gal, she's a doc, um, she's a cranial sacral therapist, she's been doing it for 40 years, she's a PT, she's a doctor of physical therapy, but she's been doing it for 40 years. Now, 40 years ago, it was considered way out there, it was whacked, you know, right now people still think it's really weird, Um, but I've had her help people with, that I send her, because I'll do the internal stuff, the brain stuff, but I'll have her do the cranial stuff, and it's like absolutely gold, there's not been anybody, I've sent her people for almost 20 years, yeah, like 18 or 19 years, that there's... hasn't been anybody that us working together that have had chronic headaches. Some of them up to 23 months didn't have complete resolution. Wow. hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent success. The one kid I had, I always told people there's only been one person. He was a baseball player and he was at Corona. And, uh, but when he was at McClintock, he got hit in the head with a baseball helmet on. And then he had a really bad headache and he went, went to the hospital that night. His mom took him and he had a bleed. And the trainer that night told him to go home, go to bed. And he Did and then he just couldn't sleep. He's like, man, something's not right with his mom. And he told his mom something's not right. They went to the hospital and he's having a bleed, so they had to relieve the the pressure. So, anyway, now flash, fast, go forward, fast forward, and he's at Corona, and now he's like a junior and he's having headaches, still having headaches like all the time. And so got to her, got to me, got to her. He got better, but it wasn't until I said to him, you only went one time. Like you need to go like maybe a total of like five or six times. He goes, well, that's what she told me. I go, that's what my estimation would be too, is see me, but see her, but do both at the same time. He waited about two or three years after he graduated. He was a nurse and he was still having headaches. And he called me and he went back, he did it. And now he's fine. He's hundred percent. So right now we've had a hundred percent success rate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I but, mean, after he came back and like realized that yeah, it it's was like, actually, Yeah, maybe I'll try it now.
1: And I guess it was a money thing or something I like that, but, money you know, thing, yeah. but now he's a, he's a nurse and he's like, yeah, I, I've never had problems. I'm and like, so that's awesome. What,
0: but she manipulates the, the cranial, cranial bones? bones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because they do move. We, we tell you yeah. that they, they fuse, but they don't, they have movement to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had people go in there where you look at them and they, they, their eyes won't track right. Like, they'll both go to the right, but only the left one will go to the left. So weird, right? Or they look up and only one will look up and, and, like, and she'll do this movement, like this kind of stuff for them. You're thinking like, well, I've been in there. And you're like, what is she doing? And you get done and they track completely normal. I had a patient do a video. I did a video in my office. He went to her. And then um, like a couple of days later, and then that same day when he got done with her, he came to me and we reviewed it again. And they weren't even close to the same. Like the eyes track completely normal. Amazing. And she did some, you know, quote unquote you weird stuff. I don't
0: really think about it. I mean, your cranium, like, you don't really like, like think of that this is all like mobile. And like, it, yeah, you know, I know. Things going, but, but they do move, but they do move. Yeah. I mean, Perfect. I've had people where, I've sent
1: my girlfriend in there. She was having migraine. She was having a migraine when she went in there. I've sent my daughter in there. I've sent both my girls that work in my clinic in there. And they both were having problems when they went in there and left and said, oh my God, I feel amazing. I'm like, I know that's what she does. She works with the cranium. You What's know? her name again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Carol Risto. Oh, Carol but Risto. But the thing is like, she, I mean, God, she's been she's doing it for 40 perfect. years. She's she's booked out months yeah, in advance months. is the problem. Yeah, months. And yeah. she gets such the great results. She actually had one patient that I met the mom and the little kid. And the kid was like maybe three at the time, something like that. Three or four maybe five. I don't remember. And, um, it was a long time ago when I first met her and, uh, they came out and she said, uh, she said to the, she came out and she goes, Hey, I just asked the mom if it's okay if I introduce you. And I said, sure. She goes, I want you to see the kind of stuff that I know. I said, okay, good. So I go in there and stuff and she's working with this kid, but she also has a speech therapist with him at the same time. So while she's working on the cranium, they're trying to get the kid to say certain words and certain letters and stuff. Right. And sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. And kid was autistic. Wow. Yeah. Two years later, the kid was not considered autistic, or maybe it was a year, whatever it was. It wasn't considered autistic, not on the scale at all. What? And it was only from working with the skull. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. I didn't even just, they had a really traumatic birth. And she said that the cranial bones, if you had to think of them like being, instead of being the sutures being like interlocked, they were like crossed over the top. She goes, not am not physically crossed over the top, but that's what it was like. Like they just didn't move. And she goes, I had to just keep pulling down. And she goes, you could see, like, I didn't see it because he was already really good at that point, but you could see in the beginning where she would push on certain parts of his cranium and he could say certain words. And if she pushed the other way, he couldn't say words or he couldn't say it right. He couldn't wow. get his tongue right. And I was like, you ever done that before? She goes, well, I just thought about like, hey, this lady that she told me that she was going to for speech therapy. I said, well, she's really open-minded. If we brought her in here, we might get results faster, you know? Um, and so they just split their fee with the mom. She did have an open like, mind, is, right? Yeah, like, yeah very open mind. And, and the thing is, it's not even, you know, to me, it's not even having an open mind. You know what it is? To say, I want whatever ever the best for that patient, you know? Yeah. Same with me. I yeah. tell patients all the time, like, I'm going to send you out for an MRI because I'm pretty sure you have a torn ACL. I hope yeah. I'm wrong though. They go, God, I hope you, you know what? And then I come back they go, how was it? And I go, hey, you know what? Good thing was I was wrong. Most of the time, though, I have to say, yep, I was right. You know, they're like, yeah, I'm like, trust me, I'm not happy because I don't want to be right on that case, you know? But if I go, hey, I'm pretty sure there's nothing wrong. Like I had one girl, she tore her ACL. She comes in, sees me. She's been to three other docs. And I said, don't tell me what they told you because I want to tell you what I tell you when I find it. I do an anterior drawer I don't get anything with that. I do a Lachman's. I don't get anything with that. I'm like, okay. She goes, what do you got? I go, nothing. I go, good part is tear interior ACL. She goes, well, that's what the other three told me too. I said, great. She goes, but I want to get an MRI. I go, okay, we can do that to give you peace of mind. Ruptured ACL. She goes, how, how is everybody wrong? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, number one, orthopedic tests are really, really prone to be inaccurate, yeah. right? 50-50 at best. Except for one test for the labrum of the shoulder, which is called the crank test. You really can't get them in position to do it anyway. People that get in that position typically don't have a torn labrum, which is kind of funny. Um, most people that have a torn labrum, you can't get in that position. Um, but if that test is positive, it's 97% of the time they have a labral tear. Um, but all the others are like 50-50. So that's why people come to me and say, hey, my doc didn't even touch me. You know, but Listen, what they should have done is a better job of communicating, right? Because they should yeah. have told you, the reason I'm not touching you, going to run you through those tests is because one, if you have any fibers left, I don't want to rupture the rest of them. Or two, yeah. the test isn't very good anyway, so it's not going to tell me. Anything. I'm going to put you in a bunch of pain. So why do that? Right? That's what they should have said. But
0: well, they that didn't. actually clears a lot up for me because, like, I'm like, like, why didn't they do it? I'm that guy who's like, why didn't they do more? Or like, <laughs> All could they do, do more, you that, and you'd be yeah. okay with it, right? Like, yeah.
1: hey, you know what? We're going to order an MRI, or you know what? I'm pretty sure you don't have anything wrong, but let's order an MRI. It's going to take you two weeks to get it get it authorized. But in the meantime, let's do these exercises, or let's send you to a PT, get you yeah. started some exercises, right? Whatever, but yeah, they just don't communicate. <laughs> you know what life is about though? Yeah, like right now, no. the, the reason you and I get along is because we can communicate. If we don't communicate, you might not like me, I might not like you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but we I'm communicate. Right heads,
0: but yeah, yeah. we both like the nervous system. So yeah, I, yeah, a, a lot true. comes <laughs> into play there. True. Yeah, but uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Like I know we've been on here for another 35 minutes. Nice. But yeah, so yeah, like, yeah you know, have fun though. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, anything that's like specific you want to hit on before we leave?
1: Uh, you have to be your own advocate. Be your own advocate. Don't let other people tell you what you feel. don't or what you're valued. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right? Because yeah. you know what you feel. Don't let anybody tell you different than that. Um... Now, I'm not saying something like where you're cracking your back all the time and I come in and go, hey, Dr. Woody, you just need to crack my back. It hurts right there. No, that's different. But if you're going intuitively, it doesn't feel right. Like my knee doesn't feel like it's my knee. It feels like it could be my hip or my ankle. And someone tells you, yeah, oh, there's nothing wrong because we did an MRI and there's nothing wrong in there. Keep going. Keep going. Like never, never stop on the search of, of for better health there's always somebody out there that can help you. It might be me. It might not be me, but don't give up just because I didn't help you. I'm not the end all be all. I'm just one of the 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 cogs in the wheel, right? And so who's at the center of that is the patient. The doctors put themselves at the hub with all the spokes being all their patients and their family and their friends and other doctors. And uh, it's the patient's always in the center of the hub, right? And everyone else should be looking in at them. We're always trying to get whether it be a coach or a parent or a doctor or um, a psychologist, we're we're always trying to get what's best for them. And sometimes that's seeing me and sometimes that's not seeing me, right? There's times I tell people, I just don't think we're a good fit. I don't think this is going to work for you and me. And they go, why? You don't think you can help me? I go, well, I think I can help you. I don't think you're willing to help yourself. Or I say, I think you're you're looking for a quick fix. And I don't do quick fixes. Or I think you're just looking to get out of pain. I'm not a pain doctor. Like go get someone to inject you. But if you're looking for someone to transform your life, that's what I do, man. Because I can tap into that. Part the nutrition part, the physical part, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual part. I, I tap into all of it, and the patients that want just a, a piece of it here and there. Every once in a while, I'll take people on because they're really good people, um, but that's not what I'm about. I'm not I'm not I don't want to be just a, a nutritionist with people. I don't want to be just a spine guy with people or a back doc with people or, you know, I, that's my thing. I, I just want to get to the root of the problem and get people a better life, and then I want them to send me their fans their 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 friends, their friends and their family because people are going to be very similar to them. And I love my patients. All my patients have my cell phone number, always have and always will. If I if I don't love you enough to, to treat you, if I love you enough to treat you, then I love you enough to give my cell phone. I yeah. get like 400 texts a day and I, I'm okay with that. You know, some people are like, oh my God, I'd never do that. I go, that's the difference between you and me though, bro. That's the <laughs> yeah. difference between you and me. That's why I don't advertise. I don't have to. Yeah.
0: Know? And then like you are saying, like you don't uh, hammer, you know, the same, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Yeah. And so like having that uh, full inclusive, uh, I guess uh, spectrum of different ways you can treat people is none of the body's systems work together. So why are we working on one thing at a time? Like you, you right. got do everything, right? It's, yeah. it's optimizing lifestyle.
1: Well, you know, and the thing is you just get a good point there is that I, I, I don't take that round that square peg and try to slam in that round hole, I can eventually get it to happen, right? And it'll do, but does it slide in and out effortlessly? When you find the right treatment, it's literally like effortless. Like it just, it just resonates with the patient's body because it's the right thing to do. And that might be what I have. And it might be what you have. And Susie has, and Dr. Joe has, and it, or it might be a combination. They have to see all of us at some point, or they have to go to me, then you, then her, then him, right? You just have to determine what it is they need, as opposed to they're paying a bill for you, or, you know, they're, they're, they're making a car payment for you. Um, cause in the end, like, You got to look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Am I doing it because it's what's in the patient's best interest or am I doing it because I'm going to make money on it? You know, my return on investment is not the financial part. It's, am I going to help as many people as possible with whatever therapy I'm going to do with them or that I'm going to purchase in my clinic? Um, Don't tell me how much money I'm going to make. Tell me how many people's lives I'm going to transform. And then I I know I'll make money from that because I'm good at that. Yet I need to know it's going to transform their lives. You tell me I'm just going to make money on it. That doesn't mean anything to me. Right. So.
0: And I think that's the best thing to look for in a practitioner at, is that they actually care about people. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: there's a saying that says patients care what you know when they know that you care. Yeah. Right. It's like in here. Patients don't really, or your, your clients don't really care what you know. They just want to know that you care first. Once yeah. they know that you care, then they want to know what you know. But they just want to know that you care about them as opposed to, you know, they're just a number or, you know. You had to fill a slot, or you know.
0: Yeah, and that's why I, I'm glad this this AI can't take my uh, True. my new jobs uh, True. because it does. It's pretty crazy what the AI is coming up with right yeah. now, like that Chat GPT and all that yeah. other stuff, um, where you can just get information at your fingertips. But they don't have the like no AI is going to have that personal feel and have that care, that, right? That, that that maybe you know. Hey, let's
1: face it, man. You and I are therapists, whether we want to be or not, right? (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Your hairdresser
0: is, come on, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Your massage therapist is like, because people need that human connection. And so that's what we're all striving for is that human connection. And that's the thing I love about my clinic is that, that we have a connection with people that surpasses the doctor patient relationship and i've had people say to me like oh i don't know you should do that like dude i don't care like that's then you do your way you do you i'll do me because this is what i'm about i'm all about relationships and experiences and when you can combine the two a great relationship into a great experience or create a great experience from a great relationship that's dude that's phenomenal (laughs) yeah right yeah nothing better no nothing (laughs) nothing
0: Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This, I hope the listeners have learned a ton because and cool. they, they come see you. Uh, so where do we find oh, you? And like sure. yeah, um, so if they, wanna, if they wanna if
1: they want to email me, it's uh dr. P at az.com um, is my email. So dr p at sportsdocsaz.com. or they can I give my cell phone number, which is 480. Yeah. Over the air? Yeah, why not? 480 390 8589 again 480-390-8589 uh, shoot me a text I almost never answer my phone and uh, I'll, I'll give you he's probably
0: got to go through 400 before he gets yeah, to you yeah, exactly. but he, he will well, get no, back to you I'll eventually forget, man. I'll, I'll to it.
1: I got one now I, she called me on the way here I'm like oh crap I gotta call her back uh, but if she would have sent me a text I would have like left it and then I'd see it later um, but I, yeah if they're good people then yeah I'll, and if I'm not the guy for them I'll tell them and I'll get them to the right people if they want to go to my website just go to uh, sportsstocksaz.com check us out.
0: Oh, yeah. Cool. He's the the man with the plan. All right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for listening again on this Wednesday, uh, and we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, and aloha.